This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. It's been a couple of weeks since an edition of the NTL Now podcast has been released, so I figured it was time to correct that. Welcome back. Shane Wilbur here with you. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes the spring season gets really busy, and this year has been no doubt, of course, with the makeup games and everything. So apologies for last week of uh, not putting out a new edition of the podcast. But as it goes, you know, sometimes you just got to kind of roll with the punches, adapt, move on, and away we go. But uh, this week, definitely. Definitely wanted to make sure uh, we got an edition of the podcast out, so glad to be back, and uh, let's get things rolling here this week, shall we? All right, we got a lot to cover this week. Uh, obviously, you know, we've got the uh, district tournament going on for the uh, track and field athletes this week. They'll actually be participating in that uh, right around the time of this recording, so we'll have uh, more results of that coming up in next week's edition, but we'll at least uh, kind of give you an idea of where some of our area athletes are going to be uh, competing uh, down at the District 4 tournament here this week. Also, some game recaps. You know, had the uh, pleasure of doing a few ball games here over the last couple of weeks. Had that big one last week with Canton and Sarah in baseball. Uh, had some Canton softball, some Troy baseball in there mixed in as well. We'll talk about that a little bit coming up here as the podcast goes on too. And of course, uh, you know, as the uh, spring season is winding down, well, you know what that means. The district playoffs and such are right around the corner. That's right. This is the final week of the regular season for both baseball and softball and that means that the district tournament is right around the corner. We're actually going to talk about that uh, with Chris Massey from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. That'll be coming up here in just a little while in this week's edition of the NTL Now podcast. Also this week, yes, I know it is springtime. It's the spring sports season. We're supposed to be talking about baseball. We're talking about softball, track, and whatnot. Well, you know what? We're actually going to sprinkle in some football talk as well because, well, one of our own, head coach Jack Young from the Athens Wildcats, will actually be uh, the head coach of the Pennsylvania team for the upcoming Big 33 game that will be played over Memorial Day weekend. That's all coming up here as the podcast goes on. So, folks, kick back, relax, get ready. It's going to be a great edition of the NTL Now. Now podcast this week. Can't wait to get it going. We're actually going to step aside here for a quick moment. We're going to thank our friends from Circle W Sports when we come back. Hey, we're going to dive into the District 4 track and field tournament. That's coming up next after this quick timeout with Circle W Sports. Circle W Sports is the complete all-in-one platform for high school sports. Designed by former athletes, coaches, and athletic directors, Circle W Sports gives school and team personnel an easier solution to run their entire athletic departments with the help of these features. League Manager makes creating master schedules a breeze. Configure your divisions, build schedules, track league all-stars, and much, much more. Referee Manager helps assign and track game officials in the same platform. And with RefPay, your officials can get paid with 
than hours instead of days or weeks. Enjoy live scoring and statistical services through our performance tracker and stat tracker app. For more information, visit CircleWSports.com, the official online platforms of PA Football News and the PSFCA Big 33. And welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Shane Wilbur, glad to be with you again. And uh, before we really dive too much into the track and field side of things here on the podcast this week, I uh, do want to quickly give a quick shout to our District 4 Doubles Boys Tennis Champions here in this 2021 season. Uh, congratulations going out to Will Poirier and Zach Singer of Wellsboro as they were your Class AA Tennis Champions uh, in the doubles bracket from Wellsboro High School. Of course, you know, we had the opportunity to talk with head coach Andy Borzak a couple of weeks ago and uh, glad to see that uh, Poyer and Singer were able to pull off the doubles victory uh, in the boys' tennis bracket for District 4. Uh, looking back at their championship round, well, they ended up uh, actually defeating the number two seed along the way, Ethan Harris and Eli Markle from Sealands Grove. They took them down in straight sets, 6-4, 6 love And then in the uh, championship, they would actually face the top-seeded Andrew Stapp and Jared Matlack uh, from Montoursville. So uh, the uh, team of Poyer and Singer would defeat Stapp and Matlack in the uh, finals by a score of 7-6 in 6-2 there in uh, straight sets in that end. Uh, with that, definitely just want to give those two guys uh, a congratulatory uh, effort on their District 4 Boys uh, Tennis Doubles Championship. And now with that, it is time to dive into the District 4 track and field setup here as we've got day one already in the books at the District 4 track and field action. And of course, uh, don't forget, day two action still to come uh, over the weekend. But Let's take a quick look into some of the action from day one down at the District 4 Track and Field Championships. We'll start on the boys' side. Team score right now, no surprise. Southern Columbia leading the way in the boys' double A right now with 20 points. Athens sitting number two. Wyalusing in the four spot. And looking down the line here, Troy right now is tied for 13th after day one action. Ooh, North Penn Mansfield actually sprinkled in there as well as North Penn Mansfield sits uh, right now tied for 10th so the NTL boys right now being very well represented and of course uh, looking down through some of the events here in the early part of the day we'll go down to the boys semifinals where it was Wyalusing's Kashawn Cameron he will actually be represented uh, in the uh, championship final coming up here as he was the seventh qualifier for the 100-meter final. Also from the NTL, Joseph Grab of Wellsboro running an 11-3-3. He's going to be in the championship final as well for the 100-meter dash uh, coming up on Saturday. Looking at some other action here, we go to the 110-meter hurdles as we get down to the 110-meter semifinals. Looking down here, it looks like it will be Dustin Hagen of Troy. He will be slotted as the number two seed after a 15-2 in the semifinal run. Other uh, area runners here in the semifinals, Logan Lambert of Tawanda failing to qualify for the championship finals along with Duncan Kerr 
of Northern Tioga. So right now, Dustin Hagen of Troy, he's going to run in the 110-meter finals coming up on Saturday. Looking at the 4x800-meter relay, uh, looking at some of the area times there. Looks like Athens uh, with Anthony Dahl, Gorsline, and Lynch turning in a time of 8.32.70 to claim a fourth-place finish there. Uh, Troy with Hinman, Sergeant Seymour, and Williams turning in a ninth-place effort with a time of 9.18.16. Wyalusing with Curly, Hyduk, Petlock, and Stoddard turning in an 11th-place finish uh, with a time of 9.25.70. Continuing on with some of the action yesterday, uh, the long jump, Kashawn Cameron of Wyalusing wins the boys' long jump at the district tournament. He turns in a jump of 21 feet, 11 inches. So congratulations going out to Kashawn Cameron of Wyalusing. He was your District 4 champion in the long jump there. Also, Ridge Spencer of Troy finishing seventh as he placed a jump of 19 feet, 10 inches. So great job there. And, of course, Seth Neal of uh, Northern Tioga with a jump of 19.9. He registered an eighth-place finish there. Finishing just outside of the uh, top eight was Jack Poyer of Wellsboro, Isaiah Nimzik of Canton, and Colin Loveland of Troy. They actually finished ninth, 10th, and 11th in order there. Nolan Oswald, Tavon McClenney, and uh, Mason Kelsey also competing there along with Caden Alexander uh, from North Penn Mansfield in that event. In the Javelin, the Northern Tier gets its second District 4 champion. Asher Ellis of Athens throws a state qualifying throw as he wins the Javelin with a throw of 174 feet, 8 inches. Others that uh, will uh, place at the district tournament uh, not throwing a state qualifying measure, but still Brody Burley of North Penn Mansfield with a throw of 150 feet and uh, 11 inches uh, to garner a fifth place finish there. Uh, other throwers here from the league. It looks like Dan Williams, Derek Ather, Tennelli of Canton uh, finishing out of the placing uh, spots there. So that is uh, some of the day one results on the boys' side for the District 4 track and field action. That takes us now on over to the girls' side as we will take a look at the girls' day one results here in the AA side. Let's quickly look at the uh, team scores where right now it is, looks like Northeast Bradford, so far, the highest-rated NTL team uh, for the Northern Tier League in the uh, point standings. Uh, Troy not garnering anything yet. I think they still have some uh, action to come uh, over uh, the weekend, too. So that's kind of where we sit as far as how uh, NTL results uh, finished in there. All right, let's go to the 100-meter semifinals. Let's see if anybody is going to be uh, representing the NTL here in the 100 finals. Doesn't look like anybody there, but uh, finishing just outside of the runnings were uh, Annalise Jatola of Troy clocking a 13-3 in her 100-meter semifinal. Troy's Grace Sherman with a 13-7. Other NTL runners, Olivia Haley of Wyalusing with a 13-25. And Charlie Slusser of Northern Tioga with a 13.26. So no runners uh, for the NTL qualifying in the 110 meter, or in the 100 finals, I should say, uh, for the girls' side. Now on to the 100 meter hurdles. Uh, looking at those, and let's see here. Are we going to have anybody from the NTL there? No, but uh, Chelsea Hungerford of Northern Tioga clocking a 17.65 in her semifinal. Uh, also, Annalise Chatola of Troy clocking a 17.35. 
25 in her semifinal heat, but both uh, of those runners failing to qualify for the uh, championship round. On to the 4 by 800 meter relay. Looking down through here, looks like Y Lusing, the highest placing uh, Northern Tier League team. They just missed out on an eighth place finish uh, with the team of Allen, BB, BB, and Brown. Uh, they clock a time of 10.41.31 uh, for Troy with a team of Colton, Depew, Taylor, and Williams. They clock a 12th place finish with uh, an 11.24.19. Canton with the team of Kapachok, McRoberts, Nimzik, and Wesneski go 11.25.09 for a 13th place finish. And Tawanda and Wellsboro uh, clock 15th and 16th uh, to round out the 3,200-meter uh, relay uh, finals there. Long jump time here as we uh, look down through here. Looks like Charlie Slusser of Northern Tioga. She's going to come home with a fifth-place finish in the long jump. She goes with a jump of 16 feet, 2.5 inches uh, to round out the fifth-place finish. Other finishers in the long jump uh, included Portia Bennett of Tawanda. Bennett clocking a uh, distance of 15 feet, 10 and 3-quarter inches to place eighth uh, for the the Lady Knights uh, at the uh, District 4 Championship. So that's where we sit uh, with those events uh, here through the long jump. Onward we go again here. Discus time for the girls. And looking down through, Paige Howell of Northeast Bradford will get a fifth place finish uh, with a throw of 99 feet, 9 inches. So congratulations to Paige on being a fifth place finisher in the discus for girls. Looking down through the list here to see if there were any other Northern Tier League throwers. Kaya Boyce of Wellsboro and Adelaide Schmidt of Northern Tioga placing outside of the top eight uh, with throws of 80 feet nine and 80 feet uh, even uh, respectively. Uh, for their throws there down at the tournament. Also uh, at the District 4 meet, Hannah Risch of Tawanda placing uh, in the top 20 as well with a throw of 77 feet and 1 inch. So those are the day one results of the District 4 track and field action uh, from uh, the day one's events. Of course, day two slated to get underway coming up on Saturday down at Williamsport again. Of course, uh, they have had a little bit of a change uh, as far as how all of that is going to take place now as the uh, times have been moved up a little bit for the track and field events uh, due to the potential heat uh, that may be swarming into the Williamsport area. They want to kind of uh, avoid any type of, uh, you know, catastrophes or whatever uh, with some of the runners out there. So, more from, so from what I have seen, let me just kind of spit that out there, uh, it looks like they are going to move up the uh, track and field events an hour uh, on the track, rather. The running events will be moved up an hour to 9 a.m. start time for Saturday, while the field events will stay the same for a 9.30 start. So, yeah, still plenty of great action to come down at the District 4 track and field action, so definitely looking forward to that as the uh, District 4 tournament continues on. Of course, good luck to all of our athletes who will be competing uh, in Day 2 events and uh, looking forward to recapping that all uh, as the uh, weekend uh, finishes up. And then next week, of course, we can dive into some of those final results and, uh, you 
you know, kind of recap all of that action. But, yes, uh, District 4 track and field, always a fun time uh, for the District 4 meet. And uh, I know all those athletes are definitely enjoying uh, being a part of this great event. All right, so as we uh, – we're going to take a break now from the spring sports action. We're going to head to the fall sports because coming up here in just a short, I'm going to talk with head coach Jack Young from the Athens Wildcats, but also in just about a uh, few days' time, he's going to be the head coach of Team Pennsylvania in the Big 33 game against Maryland. Looking forward to talking with him about that. So that comes your way next after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40 degree programs. From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Is it that night of the week where nobody feels like cooking and you just want some good food? Then you need to get a hold of the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. That's right, with a full menu of entrees, appetizers, and everything in between, you'll love the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. If you want pizza, wings, stromboli, steaks, and more, call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Dine in or take out. 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Remember, like them on Facebook. And we are back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And, of course, as I said, time to take a break away from the spring sports for a minute. Hey, let's talk some pigskin here as one of our very own here from the Northern Tier League gets a crack at one of the premier all-star football games in the state of Pennsylvania. That, of course, Jack Young from the Athens Wildcats as he will be the head coach of the Pennsylvania team for the Big 33 game coming up on Memorial Day. Jack, so glad to have you back here and uh, glad to talk some football with you. Thanks, Shane. Always a pleasure to be here. I love it. Jack, you know, I got to say, uh, I, I just want to kind of go back and, uh, you know, kind of find out, you know, your reaction through all of this. I mean, I know we're like a year delayed because of COVID last year. The game was postponed, but, you know, you and your staff, you get the crack at it this year. I mean, what, what was your overall reaction just, uh, you know, kind of getting that phone call and uh, being presented with this opportunity? Well, Truthfully, Shane, it was kind of a, it was a, a, a total shock. I, I had actually uh, gone to a, a state association meeting, our, our Pennsylvania State Football Coaches Association, um, and I was the acting vice president, and I was resigning. I, I stepped down as the vice president, basically due to my role in the wrestling, uh, in, in the state wrestling um, and, uh, you know, I went and ate dinner with everybody. And when we reconvened the meeting, um, they asked me to come back in and it caught me completely by surprise. And, and, uh, it's, you know, when you're in, as involved as guys like Tommy Dickinson and I are with, with the state association, um, you know, things like this are, are just kind of like unexpected and, uh, you know, just totally a shocker. Uh, it's a tremendous honor. I, I think, you know, anytime you get recognized by your peers, um, that that's probably the ultimate um, recognition that you can receive. And, and uh, you know, so shock at first, and, and then, you know, then COVID hit, and it was kind of like, all right, there goes my chance. And, and then they said, well, 
we're keeping the same staff and you guys are going to get to do it again. And uh, so we got to go through the whole selection process again and, and, and we got a team now and, and we're in the middle of practices and uh, we're going to try to represent on Memorial Day, that's for sure. Now, Jack, you know, for those who might be outside of the realm of football who might be listening to this, uh, I mean, kind of just describe, you know, the tradition, uh, the honor, and, you know, basically, I mean, this is pretty much, you know, the pinnacle of uh, a coach's opportunity for an all-star game. Is that, uh, you know, too shy of a, of a recognition for this? No, I, I think, Shane, you hit, it, you hit it right on the head. Um, you know, it is the premier um, not only the premier all-star game in the state of Pennsylvania, but, but it's one of the mo- most recognized all-star games in the country. Um, it is it is deemed the uh, Super Bowl of high school football. Um, there's never been a, a Super Bowl played uh, without a big 33 player involved in, in the Super Bowl. Um, I think we had uh, three players and the, and the Chiefs general manager this year, Brett Veach, uh, were big 33 alums. And, uh, you know, so... It, it, it's it, it's as big as it gets for me, um, and then also the you know the tremendous honor of uh, being the first father and son to ever uh, coach in the Big Thirty Three game. As my father was the uh, he was the head coach in nineteen ninety. That's just such an incredible honor, I'm sure, you know, to kind of have that, uh, you know, family tradition for you. So, all right, now let's kind of uh, dive into this whole thing because, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you get the call. Uh, you've got uh, a really tremendous coaching staff uh, from what I've seen. And, uh, you know, kind of let's uh, let's kind of take this whole thing uh, step by step here. I mean, uh, how long have uh, you been on the field now uh, with this squad? And, uh, you know, how are you and the coaching uh, staff kind of blending with all of this? Well, we've had we've had four practices, um, and uh, you know the coach. First of all, the coaching staff again incredible. There's there's seven so-called assistant coaches. Um, they're they're incredible, and and one of the things I've enjoyed the most so far is is learning things. Um, we're all taking things from each other, whether it be organization of practices to you know using terminology to you know just structure of how things. Be- how different people go about being a head football coach at this level. And, and then we got kids, you know, we've got, we've got young men who are, uh, you, you know, going to programs as big as Penn state and, and, uh, you know, Cincinnati and, and great division one schools, uh, to as well as, uh, um, division two schools and even division three schools. So it, it's just been a tremendous honor um, you know, we're getting after it. We have one more day of practice left this coming Sunday, and then we uh, then we head to Harrisburg Memorial Day weekend. We get a, a chance on Sunday to uh, have a pregame practice, and the game's Monday uh, Memorial Day at 1 o'clock. Now, I've got to ask just from, you know, kind of our standpoint here in the Northern Tier League, I mean, what's it like for you to be on the field and just kind of, you know, watching this whole team of all-stars where you can, like, look and just kind of, like, salivate at 300-pound linemen across the board, 290-pound defensive linemen, D-backs with, like, sub-4-5 speed. I mean, this has got to be just like watching a, a – got to be like a kid in a candy store watching all this. Yeah, absolutely, and and to see these kids who have accomplished things at at the ultimate level of high school at this point, um, you know, you, you can tell they come from absolutely top notch high school programs because you just see their work ethic. Um, you, you know, you see you see 
how they transition from one practice session to the next. Um, they're, they're coming from tremendous programs and, and then, and then to watch their talent. It, it's pretty incredible. Um, there hasn't been a guy that hasn't made me go, wow, no wonder this guy's here. Um, you know, and that even goes from, from our long snappers to our, uh, to our punter and our kicker, uh, who are, are doing a tremendous job as well. So, you, you know, we've got, we've got guys going to the Big Ten. We've got guys going to the ACC. You know, you name the conferences, they're going to them. And, and they're tremendous young men who you can see, um, what their God-given abilities is where they're going to take them. You know, I've got to ask you, just because, you know, you mentioned the Big Ten. Uh, one of my best friends from college is actually uh, down in kind of like the Lancaster area. He does a lot of coverage, a lot of sports media down there. He's a big Warwick guy, okay? I've got to know, I mean, 6'8", 300 pounds. Is this Rucci kid as big of like a house frame as you could get as an offensive lineman? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've I've ever seen a, a an 18 year old young man in the body that he has. Um, you know, his father, who was very successful at Penn State, um, and then very successful in the NFL with the New England Patriots. Um, he he's head and shoulders bigger than his father, so it's it, it's pretty impressive to see. Um, you know, uh, I I do think maybe one of our strong points might be our offensive line. Um, they're just big bodies who can move. They've got great feet. But when it comes to Nolan Ritchie, Rucci, he's, uh, he's everything you've heard about for sure. He's, he's a pretty pr impressive uh, young man. I can tell you, you know, uh, just kind of seeing the fact that, you know, he's going to Wisconsin. He basically just kind of embodies, you know, what a Wisconsin lineman uh, looks like every time you watch him on a Saturday, that's for sure. All right, so, you know, as this big 33 game now uh, unfolds, I mean, kind of talk about, like, the strategy here. I mean, when, when you have, like, this coaching staff uh, all assembled, I mean, how hands-on are you as far as, like, the offensive and defensive preparation? Are you more just kind of like the delegator just there to kind of oversee everything? Uh, kind of give me, you know, like how hands-on you are with all this. Yeah, you know, basically uh, the way our staff works out, there's eight of us, and like I said, all eight of us are, are head football coaches at the high school level. So, um, you know, so we uh, – we uh, – we have all kind of taken on our own duties, and uh, um, I am running the offense along with uh, four other assistants, and then there's then there's three guys that uh, are running the defense. So, you know, when it comes to the game, there there are some rules. It's an all-star game, so there's some rules that benefit the offense. Um, you know, we're trying to showcase the talent of these young men, and uh, – you know the defense isn't allowed to do anything. Probably one of the biggest rules is no blitzing, and and then uh, you, you know offensively, we're just trying to utilize our talent. There is also a pass run ratio. Uh, you have to pass at least forty percent of the time, um, which you know old Athens football that might be a little heavy for me. So so it's been kind of fun trying to utilize all this talent and and, and throw the ball around and. Uh, and, and see where we can go. I, I will tell you this, the Maryland roster is very impressive. Um, there's no doubt in my mind we're going to have our hands full, and uh, you, you know, hopefully we're putting a good product on the field. We're going to get after it all day Sunday in uh, at, at Mansion Park in Altoona and, and try to fine-tune everything and be ready to go for Memorial Day. 
Man, this has just got to be like such an incredible honor, you know, not only just from the standpoint of the fact that it's the big 33 game, but I mean, think of just, you know, as you said, you know, some of the best head coaches in the state you're surrounding yourself with. I mean, you've been around the game for so long. Is it cool to kind of, you know, be around like an all-star selection of coaches, just kind of, you know, like picking each other's brain on, you know, like different theories and different things that could work? Yeah, um, you know, probably – Probably the biggest thing is is I don't get to share it with with my coaching staff from Athens, as well as you know all the tremendous young men that uh, I've had the opportunity to coach at Athens. So um, you know that's probably the biggest disappointment for me. But you know working with these head coaches from across the state, guys, I've, I've really only one ever had a little bit of a relationship with. So they're all new people in, in my life and. And, uh, you know, we've benefited, I think, from all, from each other. Again, learning uh, new things and, and, uh, and, and, and you know, I, I didn't know if, if, if my brain was willing to learn new football things. You know, maybe I was stuck in a rut. But these guys have really uh, opened my mind up to, uh, opened my mind up to new things. Jack, I mean, I got to tell you, you know, I I know it's going to be kind of a crazy uh, few days for you, you know, kind of getting tuned up, getting geared up. You know, you've made uh, the comment about Maryland and, uh, you know, how they're going to bring a competitive football team as well. I mean, overall, what's kind of just like this overall message that you and this coaching staff have kind of delivered to these kids as far as just, you know, enjoying the moment, but also, you know, compete out there? Yeah, you know, first and foremost it is. You know, it's the Super Bowl of high school football. So we've preached to them that they are now a part of a fraternity that they'll belong to forever and and take pride in representing their families and their schools. Um, You know, I think that's a big thing we'd like to try to do across the state is have schools take a little bit more pride in their players representing them in the Big 33 game. But, but again, you know, just giving them a chance to to lay it on the line. You know, we have more than one – Warwick player on the team, so these guys get get a chance to play together one more time. They're playing with guys that that, that are in their same conference. Um, you know, both our quarterbacks have competed against each other, so this is a chance for them to come together one more great experience. Um, you know, before most of them, many of them who are on full scholarship at the next level, you, you know, I, truthfully, you're, you're on full scholarship to play football at the next level, and and you kind of become a professional. So this is one more time where they just kind of get to put a smile on their face, um, have fun with their buddies, and, and hopefully we represent the state uh, with a lot of pride and, and, and come out victorious. That's our ultimate goal. We're, we're out to win this thing, that's for sure. Jack, I got to tell you, man, I know, you know, from an X's and O's standpoint, there is nobody who prepares more than you. I know that, you know, an experience like this is one you'll definitely relish uh, for a long time. And uh, the state of Pennsylvania is definitely uh, being represented by uh, nobody finer uh, at the top of this group. So, Jack, uh, congratulations on the honor. Thanks again for uh, taking some time this week. And uh, good luck to you and Team Pennsylvania in the Big 33 game coming up Memorial Day. And uh, go out there and uh, just put a smile on your face and have fun with this experience absolutely and as always Shane greatly appreciate the support you always provide all of us 
And that's head coach Jack Young right here on the NTL Now podcast. And, of course, as I said, Jack getting the opportunity to coach the Pennsylvania All-Star team in the Big 33 All-Star football game coming up on Memorial Day and uh, definitely rooting for him and Team Pennsylvania. All right, so we are going to head right back to the spring sports aisle. That's right, as uh, we get ready to talk some baseball and some softball. Now, I said I was going to recap some of the league stuff. Well, you know what? We're just going to kind of blend some of this all in as we're going to talk with Chris Massey from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. Baseball and softball playoffs are right around the corner, so folks, stick around. Chris and I preview that coming up after this timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim McAninch today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit MaxDrivingAcademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. Continuing on here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And, of course, as I said before we went into the break, that it was time to talk some uh, District 4 baseball and softball playoff action. And, of course, if you're going to do that, you got to have the man who is around, uh, you know, most of the District 4. Uh, he's got his thumb on most of District 4, I should say. We call him the good doctor in the sports world. It is Doc Massey. Chris Massey, I should say, from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. Chris, always good to talk to you, my friend, when it comes to postseason time. Likewise. It's a, it's a great time in the season, certainly. Certainly a lot better than where we were last year, so I'm glad we're talking about it. Absolutely. Now, of course, you know, as we uh, look now, uh, the District 4 baseball uh, standings kind of already uh, in focus. We kind of already have an idea of where the baseball brackets go. So, you know, let's just start there. And, of course, you know, uh, Class A pretty much already set. You know, we know St. John Newman, Kalineski Valley going to battle there. But, you know, in following you on Twitter and kind of seeing, you know, some of your uh, opinions and such, you really have a, a strong opinion that the double-A bracket's kind of the, the, the premier bracket, I think, right now of the District 4 playoffs coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty darn loaded. Uh, Nine-team field, and there's a lot of different teams I think you can make a really good case for, saying they're going to win this. And, you know, whoever wins this field is, I think, really going to be prepared to do something at the state level. But, you know, I think driving at home, you look at why losing is a seven seed playing South Williamsport, who they just beat on Tuesday or earlier this week to get in. And, you know, they got a stud pitcher and Blake Morningstar and they're sitting at seven. So, I mean, I think that drives home the depth of this field. And 
uh, you know, Canton goes 17 and three, and that's that, that's only good for the four seed. So I think that uh, it, it, this is a pretty balanced and stacked field, and it's uh, I'm really looking forward to see how this one unfolds. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. So here here's basically how this field unfolds. So Sarah and South meet up earlier in the year. Sarah beats South. Uh, South beats Canton in what was probably one of the best games you've watched all year and the fact that Brendan Matthews for Canton goes almost six innings of work, puts in as good a performance as could happen, and South gets yep. some key runs late. You know, uh, South pulls out that win. Then all of a sudden, you know, late in the season, Wyalusing pulls probably one of the biggest wins they've had all season just to get into the district playoffs. And I mean, I I'm with you. Like this district two or this district two A field is just like absolutely nuts here in District Four. Yeah. I mean. You know, and, and right up to yesterday, I mean, like South ends up at the two seed. It was by like a fraction of a point or so ahead of Southern Columbia and, and Canton. And Fair had a battle earlier you know, last week. It was back and forth, and it's uh, it, it, it's going to be really interesting. And you know, only the champion advances, so there's you know, I think there's going to be a lot of drama with each of these games. And I, I think all these quarterfinals. Look pretty pretty enticing. I, I think Sarah's in a good position, but in the in the quarterfinals because they get the Montgomery East Juniata winner. So Montgomery and EJ are going to have to burn up some pitching to get to Sarah, and that's that's a, and that's a tough task for whoever wins that game. The way Sarah can hit the ball, uh, that that's going to be you want to have your top pitching options available, and that's not going to happen. So I think Sarah's sitting in a good spot quarterfinals wise but I think those other three games are, are, are going to be mighty interesting you know and here's the interesting part of the whole thing is I you know as much as we emphasize pitching and stuff once the postseason rolls around I, I think honestly what rises to the top in this class double a bracket is I, I just feel like you have to score at least seven, eight runs just to even put maybe a little bit of a scare into Sarah. They've just been so dominant this year offensively. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, there, there was a stretch there where I think they opened the season, you know, almost 10 straight games, maybe it was 10 straight games, where they were getting double-digit runs every game. And I think that's – I think there's a feeling throughout there, even though I haven't seen them, when you're scoring runs that, that many times – Against pretty, I mean, against good teams, that NTL two I think is really good. Uh, I, I think that fosters that belief in you that there's no deficit you can't rally from, and and I think you saw it to a degree against Canton when they were behind you know, multiple deficits, like three different times in that game, and they rallied to win. And you know, I, I agree with you. I think unless you have a stud pitcher that's at the absolute top of his game, I think. It's the old uh, Dan Patrick line. You you can't really stop Sarah. You can only hope to contain him. That's really true. I mean, that's just kind of the way it's been going, you know, all throughout the season. But, you know, Chris, I, I saw the brackets come out here earlier today. Uh, one of the more interesting matchups that uh, I saw, because I can't really get a gauge on them, is the Athens baseball team. Uh, they're going to have a semifinal matchup in the three-team field in the 4A bracket against Montoursville coming up at uh, Central Columbia uh, kind of middle of next week. Uh, Chris, you know, I haven't seen Montoursville uh, 
at all this season. Uh, kind of give me, you know, kind of like your breakdown of this. I mean, uh, kind of give me like the, the Montoursville scouting report here because Athens has been up and down, but when they're really good, they're really good. So, I mean, is this kind of like a, a kind of a, a, an evenly matched matchup here? Yeah, I mean, uh, the way you described Athens, I think it's a good way to describe Montoursville. They've uh, they got off to a five and zero start, and since then they've been eight and seven. And it's yeah, I mean, they've there's times they've looked really good, and there's times they've been shaky defensively. And I think the the thing about Montoursville in the past is they, I think they could always hang their hat on uh, that one that one dominant pitcher. And I, I think Maddox Delano was looked at as you know he's going to Connecticut for more for his offense and his position play at first base. Uh, but he, he, I think he was that guy they, they were looking at on the on the mound to dominate this year. He had some arm issues and hasn't been able to throw a lot. So they've kind of been piecemealing the staff together. Uh, and they've, they've had some guys do well, but, but you know, they're, they're winning games uh, with higher scores than in the past. I think their offense has improved from, from where it was two years ago. Uh, but I don't think the pitching and defense is strong. But Jeremy Eck coaching them. He coached at Loyal Sock, and they won two straight. And they won two state titles there. He, he took Montoursville to the state semis in his first year. So I think he has a way of of getting his teams to play their best at the right time. But that being said, they're not necessarily playing great right now. So I think I think that's a mighty interesting game against Athens. Looking at some of Athens' stats earlier today, and I saw Mason Lister's got some really good pitching numbers. So that that could be a battle and. And I think Midwest is loving it because uh, the, the championship is three days later. So conceivably, you know, Athens and Montoursville could use up a lot of quality arms trying to get to that final. And Midwest is sitting there in a good spot waiting forever to rise that game. You know, and it's crazy because, you know, the more I've watched Athens this year, yes, like Mason Lister's been one of those guys, but I mean, for the most part, like Athens baseball, I feel like hasn't settled on like a, a dominant arm, which I think kind of bodes well for them here in the postseason because they can yeah. just kind of throw some different arms at them. Now, I know the sophomore Gage Warner has really gotten kind of the tabs here as the season has gone on, so I mean, I'm curious to see that one come up uh, as the season goes, but of course, you know, uh, a couple of teams that, uh, you know, are kind of in both of our coverage areas, you know, you follow more of the NTL West and uh, th than probably I do, but you know, I kind of still keep a track on it, but North Penn, well, North Penn Mansfield and Wellsboro in that AAA bracket. I mean, they've been two of the hotter teams here, I feel like, in the second half of the season. I'm not saying both of them uh, advance to the semifinals, but I think both of them are playing uh, pretty solid baseball right now and can give their opponents some pretty good uh, fits right now. I agree. Uh, you know, I guess looking at North Penn Mansfield, they do they play on Saturday. Uh, took it to them in the first game this season, but that's that's an eternity ago from you know from a baseball standpoint. I think it, they were a young team. I mean, everybody's kind of in the same boat this year because of losing last year. But, but I think North Penn Mansfield had a ton of new guys that they were breaking in, and it took them some time, I think, to find their footing. But like you said, I think at the right time they started to heat up, and uh, I, I think they could hit the ball pretty well. And I, I, I think they. You know, Hughesville's been a little up and down too, so I think that I think that's an interesting quarterfinal. And then Wellsboro, uh, with a facing a surging Mount Carmel team, uh, to win its last three games to get in. Uh, you know, but I, th I think Wellsboro has 
some pretty good hitters. Darren Callahan's having a great season. The six home runs. And I think Connor Adams is a really good infielder. Zach Rowland has been pitching well lately, and, and he has experience. He he kind of stifled Montoursville in the district quarterfinals two years ago, so he has that playoff experience that I think helps them. You know, so I, I think both of those quarterfinal games Saturday are going to be interesting. They're going to be close ones, but, but yeah, without without making a prediction, I, I I say both of them have quality chances to, to go there and win. I'm telling you, man. I, I think just overall, like the the first part of this baseball postseason, you know, just kind of like some of these quarterfinal matchups and stuff overall are just going to be, uh, you know, some fun ones to watch here. And I don't think we're going to be surprised at any of the results. But with that, you know, let, let's transfer now over to the softball side of things. And, you know, let, let's start right in Class A. I mean, yes, the power rankings, you know, kind of decide uh, who's going to be top seed, who's going to be second seed. But, I mean, I, I really think, you know, there's really – not that much difference between, you know, Northeast Bradford, who's obviously going to be the top seed, and, you know, the two-seed Montgomery, who obviously probably has uh, one of, if not, the best softball pitcher in District 4 right now in Faith Persing. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything can happen uh, in the playoffs on a one-winner-go-home you know, one format, but you know, it, it, it certainly felt like all season that Northeast Bradford and Montgomery – are, are headed for a collision course in the district championship. And, you know, my first thing is, yeah, she, she's been great all year, but I think she really has made a believer out of me late in the season, uh, you know, slowing down Williams Valley to defending Class A state champion in a 3-2 to two win and then throwing a one-hitter against a really good Central Columbia team on Monday. Uh, I think another one-hitter against Wyatt Loosening the other day. And so she's, you know, she's tough. She, she can throw hard, but she's, She's not a thrower. She's a pitcher. So I think when she's in a circle, there's the belief, I think, that the team has that they can beat anybody. Uh, but having not seen Northeast Bradford for, but having followed them over the years, I know that they can – they probably have the best offense in Class A. Uh, so, you know, that that would be interesting. And I know uh, – hopefully I pronounce her name right. Haley Franklin, I know, is having a really good season in the circle for them. So it's one of those situations – back in 2010 – Montgomery and Northeast met in the district championship, and then they came back to meet each other in the Eastern final. And you know, I'm not going to project out and say, you know, I don't know what the rest of the state has, but it, but it feels like those two are state quality programs where you know, maybe you could have a scenario like that happen again. Man, I really wish you hadn't brought up 2010. You know, I still think about you know those uh, those kind of both of those matchups and, and whatnot. But no, I mean seriously, the the fact that like. Uh, both teams, uh, the top two teams who make it to the final will actually make the state playoff. Doesn't make that, uh, you know, an uncertainty to think that, you know, those two couldn't meet up again. But, no, you're right. I mean, with, with Faith Persing for Montgomery, Tylee Franklin uh, for uh, Northeast Bradford, I mean, you've got uh, two very hungry teams to prove, you know, who is the best in uh, Class A. But, you know, and then, of course, on to Double A, you've got a Montgomery, not a Montgomery, but uh, rather a Wyloosing team. I, I was just so, you know, kind of like enamored with Montgomery, and I know Wyloosing and Montgomery <laughs> played, so 
that's like where I was going there. But no, you got like a Y losing team now who I think's won like eight of their last nine. Haley Jane has been one of the top pitchers in uh, you know, District Four over the last probably two weeks. But now, you know, you've got Lion Mountain who obviously, you know, defeated uh, Y losing two years ago in the district final, and they've still got their stud pitcher too. So, I mean, district four double A, good luck in predicting that bracket too. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be a four-team field. Muncie and East Juniata are going to be the other two teams, but you know, I I would be absolutely stunned if it's not Y losing versus Lion Mountain in the final. And, and you're going to have the same matchup you had two years ago with Haley Jane against Kaya Matter from Lion Mountain. And when both of them are dialed in, I think they're as good as anybody around. So, you know, that's that's the type of game where you know, both teams can hit with, with the dominance of those pitchers in there when they're when they're locked in. It feels like one run can win that game. And you know, whoever whoever were to come out of that championship, I think then has a shot to do something at the state level and. Uh, and why losing, I think, had some ups and downs. It seems like they've really started to pull it together at the right time. So I think they're, they're at least going in, playing some of their best softball of the year. So I think that bodes well for them. And you know, I think the beat line mountains are going to have to be at their best and, and play one of their best games on that day. You know, and I think the thing with why losing more of this fact was they they just kind of were in like a start stop kind of mentality, yeah. you know, with with like some COVID issues for them. But I, I think once they finally got into like a rhythm, it, it finally bode well for them. So you know, I'm happy to see that they're finally playing like their best ball heading in here into these uh, district playoffs. And of course, you know, onto the AAA bracket. You know, the NTL going to be represented by Wellsboro. I mean, obviously, you know, they've had a, a great season going on. But you know, it's the it's the quad A bracket really that kind of has me uh, wondering because I've seen this Athens Lady Wildcats team play so well at times they've had some down times as well but you know I've been told kind of just with talking some people around uh, you know district four uh, is there a better softball team overall in the heartland than Danville right now who's like what 18 and one I think uh, at the start of this yeah. playoff season yeah and they, they, they've got you know one of the best maybe you know, arguably the best pitcher in all of district four and Morgan Wagner a left-hander who's going to Towson uh, next spring so you know she brings it she's got an experienced team behind her and, and she's the kind of pitcher that you know they can i think they can ride a long way uh, and they now they, they they have had some close games lately they you know mifflinburg was a team that that finished six and 14 and that game went eight innings and it was one nothing and jersey shore who's playing for its playoff life tomorrow against williamsport lost a 2-1 game and uh Jocelyn McCracken from Jersey Shore threw a one-hitter against them. So I think maybe it shatters the aura of invincibility a little bit about Danville, but you're still going to have to have to play a great game and, and try to find a way to scratch a couple of runs across them and hoping that your pitching and defense is, is really clicking that day. But you know, it looks like for, for Athens, they're going to play Shemokin, and if you win that game, you're in the championship. And, you know, again, it's not like basketball and football where generally your top team is almost always going to win. I, you know, on any given day, you know, the ball can take some funny hops. And, you know, so, so if Athens can get to that final, and then you know, they've, they've got a shot. That's all you want is to, to get there and have an opportunity at it. 
Man, I'll tell you what, I'm just excited, you know, for these uh, District 4 playoffs here that are coming up. You know, we've got uh, baseball action starting early next week. Softball brackets, of course, uh, probably won't be released until at least, uh, you know, later this week, Sunday. And then, uh, you know, we'll have more of an idea of uh, what's going on there. But, you know... Uh, Chris, I just want to know, you know, as we, uh, you know, kind of wind this thing down here, I mean, you've seen a lot of, uh, you know, District 4 baseball and softball through the heartland. I mean, uh, what are some of kind of the the things that are kind of like rolling on here, like through your gut, through your mind? Uh, what are some of the top things you're kind of looking forward to here as we head into this District 4 playoff season uh, for the spring sports? Uh, I, I, well, I feel like, maybe in the Sun Gazette area at least, softball is ahead of baseball in terms of, of teams that I think could, could do some damage at the state level. I, I think from a baseball standpoint, I think there's been a lot of parity this season. I think that's my takeaway. Now, you, you've got your Sares that only have one loss in Central Columbia. That's 18-2. and two. But I think for the most part, there's there's been a lot of parity and you get the feeling that there's no like like we said with double a that there's no clear-cut favorite in a lot of these things so uh, i'm curious to see who rises to the uh top of the table here in baseball and uh softball like i said i i, I think we, we mentioned montgomery northeast bradford line mountain Y and uh, i think all of these are teams that you know, we can see playing deep into the state tournament and uh so that's uh, I'm kind of curious to see how all that plays out and to, and to see if there's a baseball team that, you know, goes a lot further than I, than, than maybe I think they will. I, I, I think if I was a betting man, I would go with, you know, if there's a baseball team that's going to make a deep run, I'd say Sarah, Southern Columbia, or Central Columbia all have the potential to do it, you know, but, but Sarah Southern end up playing each other and uh, canceling each other out there. So, the double-A field is, is really what I think I'm looking forward to the most on the baseball side. Telling you what, man, it's going to be a fun District 4 playoffs, you know, as we always look forward to. Chris, we've got a, a lot of fun to be had here over these next couple of weeks, and we always know what we thought was good on paper is going to get totally uh, flip-turned upside down as the uh, playoffs go on. So, Chris, I, I got to think. about it. Oh, absolutely. So, Chris Massey, Williamsport Sun Gazette. You can follow him uh, on Twitter, at Doc Massey, or, uh, you know, if you've got some questions or whatever, Give him a shout at the Sun Gazette, uh, cmassey at sungazette.com as well. So, Chris, uh, always glad to uh, kind of get your insights here on uh, District 4 as far as any of the sports that need be, but uh, always glad to get your insights on the baseball and softball season. I know you always look forward to the District 4 time. Absolutely. Can't wait. It's, uh, like I said, it, this is the most unpredictable time of the year for baseball and softball, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks. Always love talking baseball and softball postseason time with the good doctor himself, that Chris Massey from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. Now, of course, as we were uh, starting to touch on, don't forget District 4 baseball action starting this weekend as Northern Tier League teams will be represented. North Penn, Mansfield, and Wellsboro both in action on Saturday in quarterfinal round matchups for the AAA bracket. North Penn, Mansfield taking on Hughesville. Wellsboro taking on Mount Carmel. Monday will be AA quarterfinal action as it will be Wyalusing at South Williamsport. Sayre will take on the winner of 
of East Juniata and Montgomery. And, of course, the Canton Warriors will be hosting Line Mountain. That will actually be our Wiggle 100 game on Monday night. I'll have the call for you there from Canton. 4.30 first pitch. You can hear that live on Wiggle 100 and Wiggle100.com. Right now, as it sits on, uh, excuse me, Wednesday, there will be the District 4 uh, 4A semifinal as the Athens Wildcats will take on Montoursville. That will be a semifinal. Also, uh, later this week, uh, coming up uh, next week, I should say, in the Class A final, Kalineski Valley will be in action, taking on St. John Newman in boys' action. I believe that's a Wednesday uh, night game at Bowman uh, with a 5 o'clock first pitch there. So, all kinds of great baseball action, and then, of course, uh, all the winners from uh, the AA bracket on Monday will then play again on Thursday. Definitely crossing my fingers for another Canton Sare matchup in the semifinals Thursday. So, hopefully we'll see how that goes. Softball brackets expected to come out uh, Sunday over the weekend, so we'll have a whole list of games and stuff to talk about as well with that coming up next week too. So, folks, it is District 4 playoff time. I definitely can't wait. I'm excited. I'm ready to go, and uh, hopefully all of you out there are as well. Remember, folks, you can follow the NTL Now podcast on Facebook and Instagram by following NTL Now podcast. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter as well by searching and following at NTL Now Pod. Folks, it's been a great week. Again, I want to thank Jack Young, the head coach of the Athens Wildcats, and Team Pennsylvania coming up for the Big 33 game. Also, Chris Massey from the Williamsport Sun Gazette uh, for taking some time this week. Good luck to all of our track athletes. Good luck to all of our area teams as the District 4 playoffs begin. This is Shane Wilber saying so long. Enjoy the great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. It's been another edition of the NTL Now podcast. As always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.